You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and on Instagram at Douglas David Robertson. I hope that you will consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I hope that uh, you're not too mad at me for thinking that the red cards to Joseph Martinez and Victor Wanyama were both deserved last night. Some of you seem to be upset with me on Twitter and we're a little over the top with your reactions, and that's all right. Uh, you have a right to your opinion, and I have a right to mute you <laughs> on Twitter if I so choose. And I did mute some of you uh, because, you know, there's the difference in disagreeing and there's a difference in, uh, you know, cussing me out and saying I'm an idiot and all the other things that you said. So I don't need that energy on my timeline. If you want to have a constructive conversation about it, I'm glad to do that, but we don't need name-calling and other immature crap. Uh, I'm going to get to your email questions in just a minute, but let's recap the game. Atlanta United played Montreal to a 2-2 draw on Wednesday. The draw, earned with goals from Joseph Martinez and Marcelino Marino, was morale-boosting because the Five Stripes twice rallied from a goal down. But with the draw, the club remains winless in its past 12 and trails Columbus by eight points in the race for the seventh and final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference with 17 games remaining. As I noted, the game also saw Martinez earn a red card uh, after a confrontation with Victor Wanyama in the 82nd minute. Wanyama was also given a red card. Montreal had already been reduced to 10 men because of a red card given to Rudy Camacho in the 73rd minute, which was uh, resulted in Marcelino Moreno's penalty kick goal. He now has five goals, I think, to lead the team. Um, Martinez has now scored in back-to-back games, uh, which is a good sign for him. But he will now be forced to miss Atlanta United's next game at Columbus on Saturday unless Atlanta United chooses to appeal Um Atlanta United has successfully appealed one red card given to Jake Mulraney this year. You get two chances. If you're successful, it keeps going as two. If you miss, you only get one. I've got to think that Atlanta United will at least consider it because they, they desperately need three points. Uh, they desperately need to get out of this winless rut. But I don't think that MLS would overturn the red card because, as I've posted a photo, Martinez clearly uh, – I don't want to say struck because that's too aggressive, but hands clearly hit Victor Wanyama in the face um, on the play. So let's get to your questions. 
Uh, well, I'm sorry. Let's first talk about the two goals given up by Atlanta United. Both were just not very good uh, defense, uh, just horrible defense. On the first, Brad Guzan was attempting to kick a ball, a uh, goal kick to Joseph Martinez, who didn't really make a play for it. Uh, Miller of Montreal brought it down, was able to dribble forward for about 20 yards. No one picked him up. Then he passed it off to Mason Toy, who was found a good spot in between Alan Franco and George Campbell, and he slotted that home. And the second goal was a result of a corner kick. Camacho was wide open at the back post. Apparently, the Atlanta United had changed its marks, and George Bello was trying to get people organized. I think it was probably Hernandez who was marking the wrong guy, and Bello was trying to tell him to get over to get Camacho, but he didn't. Bello didn't go get Camacho, so he was open at the back post for an easy goal. Uh, just it's kind of the mistakes that Atlanta United cannot make. Um, it's just not good enough to make those kind of mistakes and expect to win. Uh, today is also the transfer deadline day. We're going to get into that with some of your questions. I only expect Atlanta United to make one signing today, um, but we'll get into that here in a second. Nick, a frequent friend of the podcast, asks, what's the chance that Joseph's red card gets rescinded? And what starting 11 would you run out in a must-win game? I don't think Joseph's red card is going to get rescinded, um, as I just discussed, uh, because it was from violent conduct. Um, what starting 11 would I run out in a must-win game? That's a good question. I guess Guzan and goal, because he's been in so many big games. Uh, if, if we're talking about everyone being healthy, uh, Brooks Lennon as a right wing back, Miles, Anton, and Alan Franco as the center backs, George Bello as the left wing back, uh, Santiago Sosa, who's really, really struggling, though, as defensive midfielder, Emerson Hyman as central midfielder, Marcelino Marino, Ezekiel Barco, uh, Jake Mulraney, and Joseph Martinez. Uh, did I say Marcelino Marino? Marcelino Marino in there, too. Um, anyway, that's who I would start. Justin says there have been reports that Tiago Almada won't join until January. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to warn you all. That I didn't think the signing was going to happen. I, I put it in a story two days ago. I put it out on Twitter two days ago. I said it again yesterday afternoon uh, that I didn't think he was going to sign uh, until possibly January. I saw there was another report by Felipe that he's not going to sign until January. Um, frankly, if I'm the team, the way this is drug out and from the comments from Almeida, I'm not sure I would want to sign him. It doesn't seem like he would have his head in it, um, but I'm not the front office. It's been pretty quiet from the front office about who is being signed so far. I've read earlier this summer the 7th saying the 5th. The transfer window closes today, but we have announcements of a signing soon. Yes, I think you're going to have a signing today. I think it's going to be Ferreira from Grêmio in Brazil, uh, and I think that's going to be it. Uh, the team can't doesn't have a slot to sign another designated player. Uh, it perhaps could sign another young designated player, but it depends on how much allocation money it has, and it's going to have to spend some to buy down Alan Franco. I'm not sure it has enough to also buy down a young DP. <clears throat> ben asks, forget Bocanegra, talking about Vice President Carlos Bocanegra, if we miss the playoffs this year for the second consecutive year, how likely is it that Eels will be fired? Uh, I think it unlikely. Um, I think that Bocanegra could uh, end up uh, – being terminated if the team doesn't make the playoffs, uh, but we'll see. I think it unlikely that Eels would. I wrote in a story this year that Blake may have to start thinking about a decision. 
I don't think he would actually take that decision. He typically is patient. And to be honest with you, Darren, the first three years, the team did win three trophies. It's MLS attendance records. Everything went right. It's been a little unfortunate, um, or not a little, it's been a lot unfortunate these past two years. And a lot of that are the signings, and that's Bocanegra's purvey. Um, though Darren is the face of the club, he is the leader. That is Bocanegra's responsibility. But we'll see what happens. Fong, another uh, frequent friend of the show, says, I really like the combination of Joseph, Marino, and Barco. Where do you think Almeida and another potential winger like Ferrer would fit in? Uh, do I think Barco will get sold as well? Well, Almeida is not coming, uh, as I've tried to tell you on the past couple of days, at least not in this transfer window. And if he comes, I don't see he, Joseph, Marino, and Barco on the field at the same time. I think Barco would likely be gone. Um, I do think that they look good last night. I still think that Barco has a lot of issues that have to be worked out, particularly with his decisiveness. He's got to become a quicker passer and decision maker. He can't just get the ball and dribble, 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 which he kept doing last night. Um, and his decision-making is still very inconsistent. Uh, but he's got a lot of talent. He had the assist on um, Joseph Martinez's first goal, uh, which was a good run at defenders, and then he made the smart pass at the right time. A lot of times he's not making the smart pass at the right time. He's making the low-percentage pass at the wrong time, and it's resulting in a turnover. But he did look good last night for his first game back. Uh, Chris asks, can I please clear up what's going on with the coaching search and the transfer window? There have been lots of wild reports about big money offers and rejections from a coach and multiple players. Now there's a report that United is signing Almeida, but not until January. Any insight would be appreciated. I've covered Almeida. The thing you'll have to remember is if you look at a report and it looks too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. You also have to remember the MLS rules and Atlanta United situation. Atlanta United already has its three DPs. It, it cannot get, add any more. It already has three young DPs. It can't add any more like a fourth. It can possibly buy down one of its young DPs and sign another. It can possibly buy down Alan Franco. He's the only DP it can buy, it can buy down to add another. So when you see a report like Almeida's coming for 20-something million and uh, uh, Jao Pedro – and another player, well, one of those is not going to work. Two of those may not work. Uh, like the, the Horta uh, from Portugal and uh, Ferreira from Grimio. You can't add both those players because they, they, they would both be DPs. So you got to take a lot of these reports with a grain of salt. Um, Fonseca did turn down the team uh, in its quest to hire a new coach to replace uh, Gabriel Heinze. And uh, so now they've reportedly uh, asked for permission to speak with Gonzalo Pineda, Seattle assistant. Um, it would be a different type of hire for Atlanta United. He's never been a head coach, uh, but he knows MLS very well. I do think the team needs to find someone who knows MLS very well. It's not to say that a foreign manager can't come in and get the hang of it, because Tata did. But there is a, it's a very steep and quick learning curve. Um, and there's just a lot of things that, that are just so different from world football, from MLS rules, to the travel, to the heat, um, to the media obligations uh, that are just different. And, you know, you take one at a time and it's not that big of a deal. But when you put them all together, it can be a very big learning curve. Um, Tata did it well. I thought Frank did it reasonably well. I don't think Heinze did it well at all. Um, but Pineda would know how to do it. 
to be honest with you, I would be interested in the club kind of making a run at Robin Frazier of Colorado. Um, he knows MLS. He's doing a great job with the Rapids, doing a great job developing young talent. Um, anyway, th- that's not based upon what anyone's telling me. That's just kind of my own pie in the sky. Josh asks, uh, would our best players have made a difference on the first goal? Would Robinson have marked Toy better and or would Khan have stopped the shot? Uh, I don't think that would have happened. Um, it's too difficult. You watch that video and it's impossible to tell. Franco had to come over and step to Miller because no one else was. So Campbell could have slid over to try to get closer to Toy, but he also had a player, I think, off his right shoulder. Um, it was just a, a total defensive breakdown slash or a good play by Montreal. And I don't think Can would have done better than Guzan on that goal. I think that's just a little bit of hindsight. Uh, Josh continues, Joseph got backed into a corner of the net and shoved that player, and their player responds with hands to the net. Why do they both get straight red? Okay, I've got to let go of the backed into a corner of the goal. That's where Joseph was after the play. It wasn't that like Wanyama walked him down like a boxer into the corner. Uh, the laws of the game don't have any accommodations for that kind of stuff. Um, Joseph pushed first, to be honest with you. Wanyama put hands to the throat. That's a straight red. Joseph pushed again. So you can argue that Joseph was in self-defense, but Wanyama was also in self-defense because he already been pushed pretty hard the first time. Joseph's second push, he put his uh, hands into Wanyama's face, whether accidental or not. It wasn't incidental um, or grazing, I guess would be the better word. So it's a straight red. Uh, you may not like it, but it's the laws of the game. It's just how it works. Tony asks, will Atlanta United be going to the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League as the 2019 U.S. Open Cup champions? That has not been decided yet. I would be stunned if they get another free pass into uh, the Champions League. They got one this year because last year's Open Cup got canceled. This year's Open Cup has been canceled. But I think that uh, U.S. soccer and the tournament have got to come up with a better solution than giving Atlanta United the berth again. Um, because they just, they haven't earned it. Um, but that decision should be coming out soon. With zero wins, how would you rate Valentino so far? I would rate him well. I think that he has really tried to return Atlanta United to its, um, glory days under Tata and the first year under Frank, um, with vertical attacking soccer. He's having to do it uh, with a lot of young players and players who are struggling a little bit. I think Santiago Sosa, uh, you know, has has not really played well the past few games. I think he's just tired. This is the longest run of playing time he's ever gotten, and so it's understandable that he's just mentally and physically exhausted. That's what it looks like to me out there. Um, Amar Sadich, after a really bright start, hasn't done as well. Um, but it really, he's one of the only players that will try one, two passes, uh, on the whole team. Um, they tried a little bit last night and they kind of went back to the ponderous foot on the ball, stand around kind of stuff. Um, has he, the coaching and support staff improved to help him at all? Yes. He constantly credits everyone who's helping him. I think he's done a good job. I know they don't have a win and that's what everything comes down to, but all things considered, having never been a manager at this level, I think he's doing a fine job. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. 
Austin asks, uh, Guzan and Barco being in the starting 11 seem at best like questionable decisions, and at worst like the front office is actually running the team. Guzan hasn't seen any minutes since leaving for the Gold Cup, and Barco was underwhelming in his last appearance. Is it odd to immediately insert rusty players as starters? Am I reading too much in a Kevin Egan and company worshipping Marco as a dangerous player? I don't know if I agree with that uh, verbiage. That's yours, not mine. Um, no, I don't think putting them in. I thought putting Bello in was questionable because he did play on Sunday. Guzan didn't play in the Gold Cup. Um, I thought Kant Khan would play, to be honest with you, uh, because he has been a hot goalie and done very well. Uh, but Guzan can't be blamed for either of those goals last night. Um, there, there's nothing he could do. Um, I thought again. I thought Barco played decently. Um, had an assist on the goal. Created some chances. Uh, didn't take any shots, but that's okay. Valentino said a couple of times last night he wants Barco to play higher up the pitch. He wants he and Marino to not operate in the same spaces. Um, so we'll see if Barco takes that coaching going forward. Ben asks, Barco's performance and role reminded me of pre-suspension Tata. More moments of brilliance than frustration. How did I rate it? Uh, you know, I, th- I thought he did well. I don't think he was great, but I don't think he was as uh, poor as we've seen in some games. Um, I think it was a good first start under Valentino, who was now the sixth manager to try to figure out how to get the best out of him. Um, so it was a good first start. How long do I think Joseph's out? I think it'll just be the game. Um, I think it'll just be the game. All right. I don't see any more questions in the uh, podcast, in the mailbag. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, as always, please follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Please follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Actually, hold on. I do want to clear up a couple of things. A lot of y'all in your Twitter comments about my tweet about I thought Martinez deserved the red card, you know, said a lot of things that um, questioned my professionalism implied I was just trying to get clickbait. I don't do that kind of junk. Um, if I tweet it, it's because I mean it. It's because I believe it to be accurate and I believe it to be true. You can disagree with me. That is fine. I would love to have a conversation. And then at the end, we can just say we disagree and that's fine. But I don't need the insults. I don't need the accusations. I don't need the allegations. If you're going to do that, just get off the timeline or unfollow me if that makes you happier. Um, I think it would probably make both of us happier. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC if you want to. On Facebook at Atlanta United News Now and on Instagram at Douglas David Robertson. Y'all have a good one. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.